Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. I believe my conversation with Queen Esther has been insightful to you. Well, today I'm going to share with you the third part of my conversation with her, where I ask her about the threats that she faced in her life and how she responded to them. And let me indicate again that the role of Esther is played by Monica Stevenson, who is a graduate from both Truett and Dallas Theological Seminaries. Please listen to this third part of our conversation. Let's talk about the threats. Of course, we talked about opportunities and the blessings and the gifts that you had, the favor that you had, but we can't also overlook um, the threats or uh, any threats that you faced as an individual or as a part of the Jewish people. Uh, talk to us a bit about it. What, what were some of the threats that you faced? Oh, yes, I did um, experience threats. And I'm thinking about it as I think about it. My heart is kind of starting to pound in my chest, there was there was um, a man named Haman, the Agagite, uh, who was over the princes of Ahasuerus, and he would often walk um, along the path and ex- with the expectation that those around would bow, which was the law. Um, and my cousin Mordecai, um, did not bow, um, because we, our faith tradition says that we bow before no man and that Mm. we bow before God. And so because Mordecai was a faithful man, he did not bow and Haman hated him. And because he hated Um, my cousin, um, so completely, he plotted not only to kill Mordecai, but to annihilate his entire people group from the Jewish population. And as a result, he deceptively gained authority from the king to pass an edict that would destroy all of the Jews, Hmm. of which I was one. Hmm. Um, Now, he didn't know it at the time, spoiler alert, Um, and I was terrified when I found out from Mordecai. So when I found out about the letters that went to all the provinces, Mordecai um, encouraged me to go before the king to plead um, on behalf of the Jews. Um, And it was at this point that he apparently thought it was okay to for me to share who I was and mm. um, to go before the king unbidden uh, carried the risk of death um, mm. unless he pardoned the behavior by extending the, his scepter mm. uh, and what's striking about this particular aspect of my story is that the former queen Bashti was confronted with consequences for not obeying the summons for the king. But now I was in the position where I would be going before the king without a summons. Um, 
And that terrified me even more than the idea of the annihilation of all of the people because um, my very life would be forfeit. Yeah. And so your very life would be forfeit. But then what did he tell you when you expressed that danger to him? So Mordecai told me um, under no uncertain terms, would I, if I chose not to go before the king, would I be safe? Um, he told me that God would bring relief and deliverance and salvation to the people, but that um, just because I was a part of the king's household did not mean that I was going to be safe. Um, and so he told me that who knows, but that God created the opportunity for me to be queen for such a time as this. Mm. And I believe that each of us, although maybe not as dramatic <laughs> as this, mm-hmm. um, have an opportunity to be a part of God's plan. Um, and we will have a choice to obey or to um, move forward and be a part of God's plan or to not. And I had to make a choice. Um, and so that was very, it was a very pivotal mo- moment for me. Um, would I be a part of God's plan to, to save his people or would I not? And so this is when Mordecai became that uh, very strong advisor, counselor, and and really kind of prophetic as well, because he did tell me that myself and my father's house would perish Hmm. if I didn't go along with this. Hmm. Wow. And so I asked those who were in my household, um, my servants, and also Mordecai and the rest of the Jewish people (laughs) to fast and to pray Hmm. um, for three days. Why was it so important to fast uh, for, I mean, abstain from food and water for three days? And um, what was it imp- what was it so important to you then? And uh, this connected to why fasting is important to the Christian now. Because you know, uh, those of us who follow Jesus Christ, um, Jesus said that when the bridegroom goes away, then my, his people would fast. And so now we know fasting is, an, uh, I mean, a common part, an ordinary part um practice of the christian um community yes i it's a really great question um fasting um is a spiritual discipline um, that really subdues the body with all of its desires for self-preservation and for elevation um, so that the spirit can be um sort of promoted and so that we can hear from god clearly it's both individual and also corporate, um, but it puts us in a posture of humility and solidarity um, with not only God, but also those who choose to fast with us. And so that's why sometimes you will hear people who fast individually and say, I'm, I'm taking an individual fast so that I can hear from the Lord. Um, but also you hear of corporate fasting where people fast together um, mm-hmm. so that they may corporately hear from God. Um, and I find that fasting helps me to align my desires with that of God um, so that he leads and I follow as opposed to me leading and, you know, sort of not really following his path. Um, and so certainly in this 
very dire situation where um, the stakes were very high. Um, fasting became then a way for me to um, really gain the courage hmm. and to uh, really uh, steady myself for the task at hand. Um, I think Jesus said it, that some things only come by fasting and prayer. Mm. And, mm. and so he prioritized that very, very much. So um, during the time that he was on earth and kind of talked about it quite a bit um, during his earthly ministry mm. as a, wow. as an important discipline. Oh, okay. Okay. Great point there. So um, we fast to hear from God. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that kind of touched the heart of the king. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And all the things that happened uh, for you to do what yeah, you wanted to do. I mean, I, I, and um, that is a word to all of us that, yes, fasting is still important. It was important then before Christ, at the time of Christ, and it's still important today. So those who are now used to uh, fasting, uh, I, I would urge you to just make it part of your your, your, your Christian life, unless, of course, uh, for medical reasons, you cannot do it. I'm going to piggyback on something that you said earlier about fasting, which I think is so important. Um, and I, I think that in the in our sort of um, physical um, realm, fasting becomes something of a practice or a spiritual discipline. But I think something happens in the spirit world as well and so mm. i want to also like encourage those who are listening to this podcast that it is uh it is not only a great way to hear from the lord but also uh for us to to really really strongly um speak to the lord about some of the concerns that we have on our heart um mm. i believe that that god hears those who are subjugating the body and and really moving hard after him mm. That, that reminds me, yeah, on the uh, scripture in uh, I think in Second Chronicles, uh, Second Chronicles, I think, where God said that if my people who are called by my name, by my name, yeah, will humble will themselves, humble themselves, uh, turn mm -hmm. from their wicked ways, and you know that it's all about fasting. Like I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land. So uh, mm -hmm. there is something that fasting does that we cannot understand. Or probably that's why it is so difficult when you're doing it physically on the body. Yes. So so it's yes. difficult, but. You never know what it can do in mm -hmm. the spirit. And that mm -hmm. should motivate you even when you feel so um, weak. Um, Jesus was weak for like 40 days. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't easy, right? But yeah. um, we know what he did. And what he did is still a legacy today. And so yeah. we, we can never underestimate it. I trust that you have gleaned some helpful lessons from this conversation. For the continuation of our interaction... Please make a date with me next week on this podcast. Until then, may God bless your reflection on this one in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.